Hi, everybody. I'm Deacon Dave. I'm Layperson Lisa. Welcome to the Deacon, Deacon Dave, Dave and Layperson Lisa, Lisa show. show. We are back continuing our series on the fruits of the Holy Spirit. So far, we have pulled from the tree the fruit um, of like, patience. Okay. And now we are going to pull from the tree of joy. Yes. And so we have layperson Lisa here who is a very joyful person. And so she's going to tell us maybe in her own words or maybe not her definition or someone else's definition of joy. joy layperson Lisa. Joy is despite the circumstances you still find I have a hard time using the not using the word in a definition, but I feel like despite your circumstances, you don't let things get you down because you know that um, Jesus is in your life. Yeah, and I, I, I kind of feel like, Lisa, that um, joy and hope kind of exist in that same sort of space, right? right. Because what, what I'm hearing you say is, is in spite of our circumstances, we, we have this, it's, it's the disposition of a solid Christian disciple is one of joy. Yes. No matter what is going on in their lives. Right. So is there a difference between, sometimes we'll hear, well, I'm I'm happy Mm -hmm. and and then uh, I'm joyful. Is there there a difference you think between being happy and joyful? Yes, absolutely. Well, make sure you say it loud enough so everybody can hear. (laughs) Yes. Is Deacon Dave. Okay, well, what is that difference? How would you? Well, happiness is short lived and circumstantial, like based on what type of situation you're in at that moment. Sounds very legal. Okay, so happy, like uh, you're happy because you're going on vacation tomorrow, but then when the vacation's over, you're not happy because you have to go back to work. So happy is short lived and uh, derived from things of the world. I like that. So happiness is like uh, conditional. Yes, exactly. Where, once again, joyful is permanent. Correct. And so how do you think we do at living out a life of joy? How do we do? Yeah, I mean, so for example, uh, when you're going through a time of difficulty, let's say you've been diagnosed with a sickness or you've lost a family member or maybe a spouse, and and you look at someone and you say, well, you know, you should really be joyful right now. Mm. Um, they might give you kind of a not so nice look. Yeah. So 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 so, what does that mean? You think? Or, does that mean we're not joyful in those times? Well, you also can mourn. I mean, that's a natural. Right. Thing. So mourning and grieving are, yeah. are natural. But you still know that. Your goal is to spend eternity with Jesus. So here's the cool thing. Mm -hmm. And this gets into one of the other fruits, um, which is love. Uh But um, someone told me one time that the reason that we grieve and the reason that we mourn is because we have been loved. Mm. Right? And so really that mourning and grieving is a sign of, of, of love. But it's also a sign of joy, right? Because that person brought joy to your life. And here's the cool part about this. If that person lived out the light of Christ in their life, right? Uh-huh. And and Christ is the eternal now, as we said in the last episode. That person continues to bring you joy even after they're gone because... Of the memories. Well, it's because of the Christ that is still made present in your heart today. Uh-huh. Like, for example, my granny, right? Uh-huh. My granny's been gone for 29 years. But my granny, because of the Jesus in her 
is still made present in my life today. Mm-hmm. And I love talking about her. Mm-hmm. It, it, it gives me joy. I have a tremendous amount of respect and love for her. And so, you know, there's so much about her, mm-hmm. right? That not only brought me joy when she was alive, but continues to bring me joy. And that's how you know it's joy. Mm. Because Christ is the eternal joy, if you will, that we can have in spite of everything that's going on. In fact, I mean, I think it was Pope John Paul II that said Jesus on the cross is the picture of a happy man. Oh. Right. So even dying on the cross, um, he said happy, but one could say of a joyful man. Mm. Right. Because uh, he was bringing salvation. To uh, everyone on earth. Yeah, to the world. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, I agree with you. I think um, uh, being joyful, um, it, what about what about in the midst of your own suffering? How, how can how can we live out a joyful life in in the midst of our own suffering? Let's say there's something going on with us. Well, I think uniting the suffering with Christ and you know reflecting on His passion and Him walking alongside you during your suffering. So uniting ourselves with the eternal joy. I just made that up. That's my own new thing now. <laughs> Jesus is eternal joy, which I think nice. he is. Yeah. yeah. I've never heard anybody say that. Okay. Well, you need to make that a catchphrase. Uh, yeah. Well, I think I just did. <laughs> with our 30 listeners, they will, this is going to spread like You can use like that fire. in your reflection tomorrow. Too. I could. <laughs> Jesus, the eternal joy. But he really is, right? Yeah. And, and, and so I agree with you. I think when we're going through times of difficulty, because of Jesus himself and what he has promised us through his own death and resurrection. I think some of the reasons why we slip from joy to being happy and unhappy is because we're living in a limited time frame. Mm -hmm. But I think if we have the ability to look at our life from an eternal perspective, then what's now this little blip of suffering, right? Mm Um, well, so not small. Well, yeah, and it won't diminish the joy that we have knowing that we get to spend the rest of eternity with God, mm-hmm. right? And in, in, in the perfection of His vision, and and so at that to me is is didn't say it was easy, right? Right? Didn't say we weren't going to struggle with that, right? But have you have you met? I know you've met some people, right? Mm-hmm. That no matter what, they always seem like they're super joyful. Yeah, and like you never knew. I never knew these things were going on until they were shared. Right. So you have people that were going through difficulties and sharing, yet they were still joyful. Mm-hmm. And it was an authentic joy. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, you know, they weren't faking it till they made right. it. They were really living in Christ. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we're called to become who we receive when we receive the Eucharist, you know, we receive the same Jesus who died, who, who, who died on a cross and was raised on the third day. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes what we want to do is we want to stay in that little three-day period. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, in that tomb. Yeah. And, you know, we have to allow ourselves to live in the resurrection. It's when we live in the resurrection that we find that joy. Mm-hmm. Right? That no matter what's going on, we are we are people of the resurrection. Right. We are not a people. We are Easter people. We are Easter people. Yeah. We are not the people of the tomb. Right. Right. Or we are the, the Easter people. Yeah. And so I think when we begin to live our lives, that, that joy can remain with us because we're allowing Jesus, the eternal joy, 
to remain with us in all that we do. Any other thoughts on joy? Do you have maybe a, a, a great example of, 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 of joy in your own life through a point of difficulty or whatever? Oh, well, I mean, I can tell you a story that happened today. This lady who we actually met here once, she was wound up having a stroke and was in the hospital for a few weeks. And um, she got out of the hospital today and she went straight to mass. So I thought that was pretty amazing. And um, that she had some family there. And I mean, this is just a little minor thing, but there was this like little boy in the front and he turned around and I smiled at him and he smiled, smiled back at me. And that just brought me some moments of joy. Right, so this the first place this lady wanted to go. Was to mass. Right, to her eternal spouse. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and what, what more joyful place could there be? Yeah than to be at Mass. Yeah. Yet I think so often people don't see Mass as a place of joy. Oh, it's like the ultimate place of joy. Right. Yeah. And it's, but, you know, it, it feels like the place of obligation, maybe. Ah. Or the, the place of my spouse is making me go. Mm. Or the place of, do I really need to go on a holy day of obligation on a Thursday? Mm. Right. And and so I think we're, we're living the short game when we do that. Right. And we're not living the joy filled long game that we can have in this life and the next by having this beautiful eternal perspective on how we live our lives in this very moment and moving forward. Mm. So why do you think people struggle with joy? And we can go back to the gifts, of course, but um what, what are some of the factors in society or whatever maybe that, that can take away our joy? Well, I just think the worldly view is that, you know, we are our circumstances. So We are. That's interesting. We are our circumstances. Yeah. And then they make the circumstances be something... Negative. Negative. Yeah. And we do... It's like when you watch the news. Yeah. How many feel-good stories are on the I don't news. know. I don't watch the news. I will tell you, <laughs> there are not very many. Exactly. Yeah, if you, if you have a feel-good story, there's 29 minutes of negative negativity, yeah. and then there's like... 30 seconds. 30 seconds. And of, they're rolling the credits as they're telling the story. Exactly. <laughs> Yet there are tremendous stories of joy and hope and inspiration that are occurring all the time. But the world doesn't want us to focus on that. The devil certainly doesn't want right. us. He wants to get us looking at all the negativity and, and everything that's going on. And then that way we can't focus on the eternal joy who is Jesus himself. That's like during the pandemic, they had um, John Krasinski, who is the guy from The Office. Mm -hmm. He, um, Jim from The Office, he um, did uh, some good news. And it was a weekly series that was, uh, I don't know, 20 or 30 minutes of all positive stories, like people who beat COVID and kids that beat cancer and, uh, you know, people helping out their neighbors. So all these amazing good stories that we don't often hear of. Yeah. I mean, and look at the, um, you know, we just had the thing that happened in Miami a couple of months ago um, where the building collapsed, mm -hmm. right? Which is just horrific. Um, yet the tremendous outpouring um, of, of the people. community, yeah, which I think would really go over into the love category of, mm -hmm. a, as a fruit. Um, it, and, and you know, and I think the best of people seems to come out 
in the worst of circumstances sometimes. Yeah. Well, I think like 9-11 like, oh, yeah. represents that. Like all those fighter, firefighters who weren't and policemen who weren't even on duty, yeah. like decided to volunteer to show up and right. sacrifice their lives to save other people. Yeah. And I think what happens is, is um, we can get so caught up in what's going on with us day to day um, that we forget to live out a joy-filled life. Yeah, I think that's like a part of selfishness. No, I would agree with that. So, yeah, selfishness is definitely, I mean, if you think about it, and that's a great point, when we're being selfish, we're probably not very joyful. Right. We may, we may, th- we may be happy temporarily. Right, right. But, we're, but real joy comes in helping others. Right. Love God, love your neighbor, mm-hmm. right, and love yourself. Right. And I think that's a great point, is that the more selfless we are, the more joy we're going to find in our life. True. Maybe even more patience, which we can put on as well. Yes. So this is our continuing effort to help Lisa, who has been fruitless lately, to um, uh, start to regain some fruits. And she has some joy, or I think right now, maybe she has a smile on her face, so this is good news. Any other thoughts on joy? Oh, well, uh, we talked a little bit ago about um, suffering, and I think a way to keep a joyful, I don't know if demeanor is the right word, but uh, is to remember that fruits come of suffering when they're united with Christ. Just like times of desolation, the... um, even though we may feel disconnected from God, he's actually working in mysterious ways to bring us closer to him. That's very insightful, Lisa. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, you've got suffering, you've got desolation, and it's really easy for us to want to turn away from God or to not find the joy that can be contained within those experiences like you suggested. And it doesn't mean there's not going to be difficulty or suffering um, or pain or grief or any of those things. Uh, but it also doesn't mean that joy is absent. Right. 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 Because you mentioned hope. And I think knowing that there's fruits, knowing that we'll grow closer to, the, closer to God through this brings us hope. So God is, the etern- is our eternal hope. Yeah. And he is also our eternal joy. Joy. Yeah. So any other thoughts? You've been very, very powerful on this episode. Well, thank you. You're well, welcome. there's a really good song by King and Cut. Wait, King we're King and Country. We're King and Country. Yeah, called Joy, so. Check it out. Check it out. It's very joyful. I'm Deacon Dave. I'm Layperson Lisa. See you next time. Bye.